Look Forward, Spring 2021, Issue 173. If you are a voting member of Retina UK, you will find information about how to vote on track 18. This information is not included in the main recording. Track 2. Look Forward, Spring 2021. Track 3. Welcome to Spring, Tina Houlihan. Track 4. Join the Retina UK panel. Track 5. From Small Beginnings. Track 6. Helpline. We're here for you. Track 7. Register now for conferences. Track 8. Getting together virtually. Track 9. What is Charles Bonnet syndrome? Track 10. Thanks to you. Track 11. Advertisement from Envision Glasses. Track 12. Annual General Meeting Notice. Track 13. Investing in the Future. Track 14. Help Retina UK from Home. Track 15. Chairman's Update. Track 16. A Sense of Renewal and Optimism. Track 17. We are so grateful for all donations to our work. Track 18, important AGM voting information. This is not included in the main recording. Track 2. Look Forward, Spring 2021. Issue 173. With spring just around the corner and the vaccine rollout moving along a pace, Inside, we look forward with optimism to the year ahead. We may need to do things differently, but there are many ways to get involved, including by attending our online conferences, Track 7, and fundraising closer to home to support our work, Track 14. Track 3. Welcome to spring, Tina Houlihan. Times are still tough, as the pandemic disrupts our day-to-day life. But I am determined to be cautiously optimistic about the opportunities that 2021 will provide. On a professional level, on behalf of Retina UK and our amazing community, and on a personal level with my family and friends. With spring just around the corner, maybe now is the time to enjoy the outdoors and try your hand at gardening. You'll find some hints and tips in our article on Track 16. Our annual conference, Track 7, is going to be very different this year because it will be held online. The upside of that is that we hope that many more people will be able to join us because there is no need to travel. You can even tune in wearing your pyjamas. We won't judge you. We've got a fantastic lineup of speakers and we'll be launching our new Unlock Genetics website. Don't miss it and register now at www.retinauk.org.uk forward slash annual hyphen conference. Our fundraising for 2020 ended on a real high with more than £45,000 raised through the Big Give Christmas Challenge. This is the most we've ever raised from this appeal a real achievement which will help the scientific community regain momentum in our search for potential treatments. You'll see some exciting suggestions to kick off 2021 fundraising on track 14. We hugely appreciate all of the support you give us and the feedback we get is that you really do get a lot from participating. The team is here to support you and to make sure you have a really positive experience. So please do get involved. As always, if you have any thoughts to share about our charity, please email me at chiefexec at retinauk.org.uk. I really value your ideas and feedback. This newsletter has been funded through sponsorship by Janssen. Janssen has not been involved in the production, review or distribution of this material. Track 4 Join the Retina UK panel. 
Knowing a bit more about you helps us to offer you opportunities and events by area, sight loss condition and even specific to your genetic diagnosis. You can also choose to become part of the Retina UK panel, which will enable us to contact you about opportunities to become involved in research studies, in-depth surveys and be a voice for the sight loss community. These are some of the activities our Retina UK panel have been involved in. Patient advisory committees for two pharmaceutical companies. These opportunities were condition stroke gene specific. The companies rely on these committees to ensure that their work is meeting the needs of the inherited sight loss community. Interviews for a study of the attitudes of people living with inherited conditions towards gene editing therapies. An online study about sound perception in people with sight loss. Questionnaires for the IRD Counts Consortium study on the economic and well-being impacts of inherited sight loss. The results of this will be used in campaigns to enable access to new treatments. If you would like to hear about how you can get involved, please complete the form on our website www.retinauk.org.uk forward slash more hyphen info or email us at info at retinauk.org.uk. Your email address is key for notifying you about these opportunities because they are usually communicated electronically as they often have short deadlines. Look Forward is produced three times a year and we send an e-newsletter once a month. Track 5 From Small Beginnings We recently took a trip down memory lane with our founder and honorary president, Linda Cantor, who is still actively involved in our work. The full interview is now available on our podcast channel, www.anchor.fm forward slash retina hyphen UK. Linda founded Retina UK, formerly the British Retinitis Pigmentosa Society and RP Fighting Blindness, in 1975 after being told she had retinitis pigmentosa and that there was nothing that could be done. There was no information, no support network, no research into the condition and no treatment. It led her to America to see an ophthalmologist who introduced her to Ben Berman, who had founded the Retinitis Pigmentosa Foundation in America. He was keen that she get a similar organisation going in the UK. At the time, Linda had two small children and no experience of running a charity, but she thought she'd give it a go. She had 15 names of British people who had contacted Ben and she wrote to them to say that she was thinking about getting an organisation together in the UK. They were incredibly enthusiastic and supportive. After a Sunday afternoon appearance on BBC Radio 4 In Touch, she received a deluge of 500 letters and that's where it all began. When the charity first started, it was totally volunteer-led. At the very first AGM, people offered to start branches in different areas of the country and friends helped by typing letters and looking after her children. Linda explained, We had the idea to start a helpline, which was easier said than done without the technology we have today. We bought an answer phone and added a message, Your helpline operator is... A team of volunteers each took responsibility for the helpline for one evening from 6pm till 10pm. As technology advanced, we changed the system to BT, who just transferred the calls to whoever was on duty. It only fell down when the person who was on duty that night forgot. We had some laughs. Linda continued to be the driving force behind the development of the charity and was also involved in the setting up of Retina International. She describes her proudest moment as when she was awarded an MBE in 1994. She said, I felt I was receiving it on behalf of all of our members and what we had achieved. I met the right people at the right times and we struck lucky sometimes. The charity has invested £16.5 million into research to date. Linda's first fundraising event, 
A party in her garden raised £189. She said, I thought it was an enormous amount of money at the time. As far as the future is concerned, Linda is optimistic about the possibility of treatments for inherited retinal dystrophies. Her advice is, be patient. Treatments are coming slowly and nothing happens overnight. Almost 50 years since starting the charity, I didn't think we would ever have a cure, but we will. Absolutely, we will find it. Linda believes the most important step towards finding successful treatments is to identify all of the genes which contribute to inherited retinal dystrophies. We spoke to Linda at the start of February, whilst the UK was in the grip of a third lockdown. We asked her how she has kept in touch with family and friends and what she does to support her well-being and mental health during this very difficult period. She explained, Routine is very important. Get up, get dressed and have a list of things you want to achieve that day. I try to phone one or two friends for a chat. I read a lot, listen to music and listen to the television using the audio described commentary. But I haven't seen my son for a year and my daughter and I can only have a doorstep drop off, as we call it. It's better than nothing. Things will get better. Try not to be impatient like I am. Have faith. It's coming slowly. Be kind and support each other. Linda's book, My Vision of Hope, A Remarkable Story, published in 2006, is available in audio format on our podcast channel. HTTP colon backslash backslash bit dot ly slash three lowercase a and then uppercase u p o d d. Track six. Helpline, we're here for you. Retina UK exists to ensure no one affected by inherited sight loss need feel alone and that has never been more important than during the COVID-19 pandemic. Not surprisingly, many people, including those in our community, have felt lonely and isolated during recent months as our opportunities to connect with others socially or through work have been severely restricted. Thankfully, Many who are struggling have reached out to our helpline and talk and support volunteers who are at the end of the phone or an email ready to provide a listening ear and emotional or practical support. In 2020, we recorded a significant increase in the demand for our information and support services, with more people turning to our charity for support than ever before. This included an overall rise of 23% in the number of phone calls to our helpline in 2020 compared to 2019. Between October to December 2020, we saw a 68.7% increase in helpline calls compared to the same period the previous year. Information and Support Manager Denise Rawdon explained, The charity has also seen a change in the type of calls. Early in the pandemic, our community turned to us for information on how to access practical support, for example, online shopping and the collection of prescriptions. We were able to provide information on services available and to signpost to sources of help and support. But in recent months, we've experienced a real change. While we are still responding to requests for practical information, a growing number of callers are telling us they are struggling with feelings of loneliness or isolation, which is having a real impact on their well-being and mental health. The average length of a call has doubled. Thanks to our volunteers, all of whom are affected by inherited sight loss, we have been and will continue to be here to make a positive difference for everyone who turns to us for support. Denise added, I would encourage anyone who is looking for support to pick up the phone or drop us an email. We are here for you. Many callers tell us they feel much better after talking things through and sharing their thoughts or worries. We are also able to offer our talk and support service to those who would like regular contact and make referrals to counselling services for those who we feel would benefit from speaking with a trained professional. Supporting our volunteers. 
We are very fortunate to have a committed group of volunteers on our helpline, telephone and email service, and we take their well-being seriously. In 2020, we secured grant funding to develop new bespoke training modules in a number of accessible formats to help our volunteers to protect their own well-being and mental health while supporting others with inherited sight loss. The three 30-minute modules cover managing well-being, managing mental health and a number of useful tools. Our volunteers will use their growing knowledge in this area to enhance the support they can provide to callers. In addition to the regular supervision sessions, we have also introduced new bi-monthly buddy groups to enable our volunteers to check in with each other and provide peer-to-peer support. We are here for you. If you are looking for practical information, emotional support, would simply like to have a chat, our volunteers are at the end of the phone or an email. Calls to our helpline cost the same as a local call. The service is available from 9.30am to 9.30pm, Monday to Friday. 0300 111 4000 or email helpline at uk. Quote, I live on my own and most of the time that's okay. I like it. But through lockdown there are times, you know, that I feel lonely. I have those days, the stress of everything that's going on. But this has been really helpful speaking to you. I will call again. Thank you. Track 7 Register now for conferences. They may be a little later than originally planned, but we're almost there. Our professionals and annual conferences will be held online in April and registration is now open. Professionals Conference, Friday 16th of April, 10am to 1.30pm. Our Professionals Conference builds upon the success of the inaugural event in 2019 and will be held on Friday 16th of April. It will start at 10am and finish at 1.30pm. This conference is aimed at professionals working with people affected by inherited retinal dystrophies and their families. The last conference attracted a range of professionals including eye clinic liaison officers, rehabilitation officers for visual impairment, qualified teachers of the visually impaired, ophthalmic nurses and third sector professionals. There are two key themes for this year's event, genetics and mental health. We have a range of speakers, including Dr. Panagotis Serganoutis, who will speak about the clinical importance of genetic testing and research. Dr. Ian McCubbin, a clinical psychologist, who will discuss helping your clients with mental health challenges. Professor James Bainbridge, who will be joined by one of the first patients to receive the Luxterna treatment and the Retina UK team, who will be launching our new and exciting Unlock Genetics website. Registration is open for this free-to-attend conference. Please complete the form on our website at www.retinauk.org.uk forward slash prof hyphen conf. Annual Conference and AGM, Saturday 17th of April, 10am to 2.45pm. We have a number of firsts lined up for our annual conference and AGM this year, starting with it being held online. Registration is now open. Please visit www.retinauk.org.uk forward slash annual hyphen conference and complete the form or call the office on 01280 821334. As with our previous events, we have an exciting lineup of speakers, including Professor Alison Hardcastle, who will be giving us a rundown of the latest genetics research and information about genetic counselling and what it means for you. Dr. Sam De Silva, who will tell us about the latest in clinical research. The Retina UK team, who will be launching our new Unlock Genetics website. This year, we will welcome representatives from the pharmaceutical industry who will give presentations on some of their cutting-edge work to find treatments. Following the conference, we will hold our annual general meeting, 
see track 12. We look forward to seeing you at all the conferences. If you have any questions or concerns about how to join these meetings, we will be happy to help. Please call us on 01280 821334. Track 8. Getting together virtually. While our local peer support groups can't meet face to face, many are enjoying meeting online and by phone. We have welcomed some interesting speakers who have shared information about the new Moorfields Oriole project, My Eyesight, research, and much more. We are planning meetings for Scotland, London, Somerset, Birmingham, Oxford, Manchester and Kent in the next few months. We would love you to join us. Details of upcoming meetings will be published on our website www.retinauk.org.uk forward slash peer hyphen support or email services at retinauk.org.uk and we will keep you up to date. Distance need not be a barrier to attending. Do let us know if you would like support to access these meetings. Quote, Thanks so much for hosting the London Group meeting today. It was fantastic to come together and share experiences, now so more than ever, given how the restrictions have made travelling and socialising harder. Track 9 What is Charles Bonnet syndrome? Have you ever seen something that isn't really there? If so, you may be experiencing hallucinations caused by Charles Bonnet syndrome, brackets CBS. This is a little known condition, yet it is common in adults and children who have lost over 60% of sight, including those who live with inherited sight loss conditions. Researchers who are investigating CBS have discovered it is not a mental health condition, but is in fact caused entirely by loss of sight. CBS is caused by your brain reacting to your loss of vision. It can sometimes try to fill the gaps. Even though people often realise whatever they are seeing isn't really there, it can still be frightening and upsetting to experience CBS hallucinations. What people see can vary from shapes, patterns and colours to vivid images of people, animals or objects. They may move or be still and there is no sound. It is important you tell your doctor if you are experiencing hallucinations so that they can rule out any other conditions. It can also occur when another medical condition such as Parkinson's disease, a stroke or an accident affects parts of the brain that deal with sight. There is no cure or specific medication proven to treat CBS, but there are things you can do to help. Simply talking about what you are experiencing with others may make it easier to cope, and knowing it is due to sight loss and not a mental health issue, reassuring. Elizabeth began losing her vision from retinitis pigmentosa, brackets RP, in her childhood. She started to experience visual hallucinations in her teens, which she said she found very unsettling and sometimes terrifying. She explained, I, like so many people, didn't say anything about it to anybody. I didn't know what it was and I didn't know why the things I saw were there. Until my 30s, I had never heard of CBS and when I did, I began to work out that was possibly what it was. The hallucinations did continue from time to time over the years. When I started to ask people with various degrees of sight loss if they saw things that weren't there, an amazing number of people said yes. As soon as I realised other people had experienced it, I felt better. I felt more ordinary. It helps people to know that others have a similar experience. I think most people then feel better, even if it doesn't go away straight away. A lot of people feel there is something wrong with their mental health or their family are even telling them there is or rubbish the suggestion in the first place. It was very real to me and it is very real to the people I speak to. Why Charles Bonnet? Charles Bonnet syndrome is named after a Swiss philosopher and writer who lived about 250 years ago. Charles Bonnet wrote about the experiences of his grandfather, who began seeing things that were not actually there after losing his sight following cataract surgery. Information and support. 
If you live with an inherited sight loss condition and experience CBS, Retina UK can arrange for you to speak with someone with lived experience. Email services at retinauk.org.uk or phone our helpline and ask for a referral. 0300 111 4000 For online information about CBS and coping strategies, visit Esme's Umbrella www.charlesbonnetsyndrome.uk If you have questions about CBS and would like to learn coping strategies, contact Esme's Umbrella Helpline, answered by RNIB iHealth Team, on 020 7391 3299. To attend a group telephone counselling service for people experiencing CBS, irrespective of site condition, phone 0300 303 0111 Track 10 Thanks to you. We were grateful to secure funding from the National Lottery Community Fund to support delivery of our vital information and support services during the COVID-19 pandemic. Miri is taking on a virtual cycle covering 1,083 miles in her local area. That's the distance from Land's End to John O'Groats. Miri has already raised over £1,200 and as she tackles the second half of her journey, we want to say a huge thank you. Catherine and her husband Gideon took on a 10-mile walk in their neighbourhood to complete our 10 for 10 virtual challenge. Through this, they raised a fantastic £100. Thank you. Family, friends and colleagues of Letitia have raised more than £6,500 in her memory after she sadly passed away in December. Letitia was a long-standing supporter of the charity and took part in our Tandem Cycle Challenge in 2019. Martin, Managing Director of Euroglaze, pictured on the cover of this newsletter, and his friend Daniel embarked on a virtual January Cycle Challenge – both took on 1,000 kilometres from their garages. Euroglaze are fantastic corporate supporters, choosing Retina UK as their Charity of the Year partner in 2019 and continuing to fundraise for us. Huge thanks to Euroglaze, Martin and Daniel. David cycled an incredible 600 kilometres in January, raising over £900. By using Zwift, David was able to cycle the streets of New York, Paris and London, all from his garden. Thank you, David. We're very grateful to everyone who took part in our fundraising campaigns over the festive season. Our Christmas raffle raised more than £17,000 and the Big Give Christmas Challenge hit a record £45,816 for medical research. Raffle winner Elizabeth, aged 71, won first prize in the Retina UK Christmas raffle in December. She said, I was thrilled to hear that I had won £500 in the Christmas raffle. It was a wonderful surprise, especially in these uncertain times. I have known and followed Retina UK from the beginning after being diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa at the age of 28. It is truly heartwarming the amount of research and progress that is being made. I may not be in line for renewal of my sight, but the work being done will help thousands in the future. Thank you for all of the imaginative ways you have fundraised so far in 2021. Send us your snaps to fundraising at retinauk.org.uk. We'd love to see them. Track 11 Advertisement from Envision Glasses Envision Glasses brings Envision's award-winning software to smart glasses, enabling an unprecedented experience of hands-free and unobtrusive experience of accessing the visual world. With features ranging from real-time text recognition to video calling, Envision Glasses opens the door for the future of wearable assistive technology. For more information or to arrange an online video demonstration, please email info at sightandsound.co.uk or call 01604 798 070 and choose option 1.
Track 12. Annual General Meeting Notice. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, our 2019 Annual General Meeting, brackets AGM, was postponed with the agreement of the Charity Commission. The AGM will now be held on Saturday 17th of April at 2.45pm. Online, postal and telephone voting will be held in advance of the AGM, meaning all members who choose to do so can ex- exercise their right to vote at a time and in a format that is accessible to them. All members with voting rights will receive information on how to vote. We will present the results of the vote at our online interactive AGM meeting. All are welcome to attend the meeting, where there will also be the opportunity to hear from our chairman and treasurer and to ask them, the board and the chief executive questions. Register to attend the AGM at www.retinauk.org.uk forward slash annual hyphen conference. Agenda. Welcome. Chairman Don Grocott. Apologies. Approval of the minutes of the previous AGM. Result of online voting. Adoption of the annual report and accounts for 2019. Result of online voting. Presentation of the annual report and accounts for the year ended 31st December 2019 and 2020 overview. Treasurer Janet Crooks. Presentation of Retina UK Activity in 2019 and 2020 Overview, Chairman Don Grocott. The appointment of the auditors, result of online voting. The appointment of trustees, result of online voting. Any other business? Track 13. Investing in the future. Nurturing a new generation of scientists is a vital investment in the future of retinal disease research, so we are delighted to be funding, in collaboration with the Macula Society, a new PhD studentship at Oxford University, supervised by Professor Robert McLaren. Student Eleanor Piotta began work on the project in October 2020 and will be investigating a potential Stargardt disease treatment which could also be helpful for other inherited retinal conditions. Here, Eleanor tells us a little about her background, her aims for the project and hopes for the future. I completed my undergraduate studies at the University of California, Davis, where I started with a degree in international relations, but quickly realised I missed science so much that I added on another degree in global disease biology. My biochemistry course and time spent working in a protein engineering lab really piqued my interest in laboratory work and understanding things on a molecular level. I loved learning how you could work with what nature had provided to try and solve problems. I decided to pursue a master's degree in molecular biology at the University of Groningen in the Netherlands, which involved studying the biochemical tools that certain bacteria naturally produce to enable them to interfere with the genetic code via a molecular pathway known as CRISPR, C-R-I-S-P-R. Bacteria use this as a defence against viral attacks. As part of my studies, I came over to Professor McLaren's lab to look at how this might be applied to gene therapy. This project was really exciting for me as it exposed me to real-life outcomes and how they might help people. I initially knew very little about retinal conditions, sight loss or eyes in general. The most I had been exposed to was dissecting a cow eye in anatomy class. But within the first few weeks of the master's project in Professor McLaren's lab, I learned so much. I heard about the development of therapies that had progressed to clinical trials and about the diversity of people affected by inherited sight loss, which really added a new depth and purpose to the project. Professor McLaren also let us watch some clinical trial surgeries at Oxford, which only added to that sense of resolve and responsibility and drove me to work harder. It also became clear to me that I wanted to continue the work with a PhD. 
My PhD project will investigate the use of CRISPR gene editing tools, similar to those I studied using my master's, to correct disease-causing faults in the genetic code. So far, gene therapy has allowed for the replacement of faulty DNA by using a harmless virus to carry healthy copies of the affected gene into retinal cells. However, a number of genes are too long to fit into these viruses, including the ABCA4 gene, which is associated with most cases of Stargardt disease. As an alternative to replacing the whole gene, I will see if we can use CRISPR technology to target the specific section of ABCA4 genetic code that is faulty and correct the error. Specifically, we want to try editing the genetic molecule known as RNA, which is a copy of the genetic instructions DNA that is carried to the cell's protein building machinery to produce protein. RNA makes a nice target for editing as, unlike DNA, it only exists temporarily, so our interventions would not introduce permanent change. This would potentially increase safety. RNA also offers more flexibility in terms of what can be targeted. There's still a lot to learn, but exploring these new techniques allows us to broaden the realm of what's possible and enables more creativity in problem solving. This approach to treatment also has potential for a number of inherited retinal conditions, not just Stargardt disease. I'm really enjoying the whole PhD experience, lab meetings, discussions, and of course, seeing results in my lab. It's exhilarating when you're checking to see if an experiment worked and an amazing feeling when it has been successful. On the other hand, it's really frustrating when it doesn't work and you have to repeat it. The other people in the lab are amazing though, and overall, it's a fun and engaging process. I would like to say a huge thank you to Retina UK supporters who have helped fund this project. I am truly grateful to be able to work on it every day. Your donations are so generous and will allow us to undertake really important research. I really hope my work has an impact in some way for people living with Stargardt disease and other conditions. I hope it provides some optimism in the short term and contributes to a sight-restoring treatment in the long run. I would love to eventually meet some families affected by inherited sight loss. Hopefully this will be possible after the pandemic has subsided. I'm also hoping to run for Retina UK in a fundraising event, so hopefully I might meet some of you then. Track 14 Help Retina UK from home. Retina UK relies entirely on the generosity of you, our wonderful supporters, to fund our medical research and information and support services. We are so grateful to everyone who chooses to support our work and we know you are brilliant at coming up with a whole host of imaginative ideas to raise vital funds and awareness for inherited sight loss. If you would like to support the charity during these challenging times but don't know how, we've put together this handy guide of easy, cost-effective, stay-at-home ideas to get you started. Raise money with your mail. When you receive a letter in the post, save the stamp. There are lots of ways that stamps can raise funds. Most are sold by weight, but valuable or rare items will be sold to collectors separately. Carefully cut your stamps out of their envelopes, leaving 5 to 10 millimetres around them. Once you've filled a jiffy bag or small box, send them to Free Post Retina UK. Celebrate with Retina UK. Make your birthday this year extra special and ask for donations to Retina UK in lieu of gifts or cards. With a Facebook fundraiser or Just Giving page, you can let your loved ones know that you're fundraising. Find out more at www.retinauk.org.uk forward slash birthday. Remember Retina UK in your will. Including a gift to Retina UK in your will may not cost you a penny today and could be vital to help support our work in the future. Leaving just 1% of your estate to causes you care about, so your loved ones receive 99%, can make a huge difference. 
Find out more at www.retinauk.org.uk legacy. Shop with a smile. Do you shop on Amazon? Using Amazon Smile raises money for Retina UK with every eligible purchase at no extra cost. If you're not already an Amazon Smile member, visit www.smile.amazon.co.uk to sign up. Each time you'd like to buy something from Amazon, either visit this link to make your purchase or turn on Amazon Smile in the Amazon app settings. Clear your clutter. Virgin Money Giving and Ziffit have created a free online service to sell unwanted books, CDs, DVDs or games, non-computer, and donate the proceeds. Visit www.ziffit.com forward slash donate my hyphen stuff. Scan your items and select to donate the value to Retina UK. If your items weigh 5 kilos or more, Ziffit will collect them. Otherwise, you can drop off your box at a local collection point when government restrictions permit. If you're already fundraising with Virgin Money Giving, you can link your Ziffit fundraising to your page. Just get in touch with our team. The power of your network. Successful fundraising is often achieved by word of mouth, by speaking to friends, family and colleagues about the causes we care about and understanding if they can help. Do you or somebody you know work for a company that offers match funding? Perhaps you know someone who is part of a community group or is a trustee of a charitable trust. If you are able to introduce anyone to our fundraising team to chat about how they or their connections could help, we'd love to speak to them. Take steps on your street. Join our 10 for 10 virtual challenge and take on 10 miles in your neighbourhood. Set your route, walk or run and raise £10 for every mile. With help and guidance from a dedicated member of our team, join the challenge. www.retinauk.org.uk forward slash 10 for 10. That's the number one zero, the word four and the number one zero again. Track 15. Chairman's Update. Look Forward is a good positive name for a newsletter from a charity devoted to improving the future for people with inherited sight loss. It is also a rather valuable motto when so much in our lives is troubled. Perhaps now, more than at most times, we have much to look forward to. Spring and summer are not far away. Inoculation and an easing of restrictions are on the horizon, as is some sort of normality. Here are a few more things that we in the Retina UK community can also look forward to. The first is our annual conference and AGM in April. Now I know from experience that the announcement that the AGM is about to start is invariably followed by a surge of folk heading for their transport home, so I won't claim the AGM as a major attraction on the 17th of April. That aside, the conference itself has a stellar lineup, see track 7, and through the miracle of technology, we won't be leaving home to be there. True. There is nothing like the buzz of linking up with old friends, meeting new folk, catching the gossip and chatting with the speakers and our splendid staff. But we must be cautious until we get the all clear. And so for this year, we meet virtually. I do hope you will be there, especially as we will be launching our new Unlock Genetics website on the day. Please sign up to attend. Remember that you won't have to stand in line for a lunchbox or queue for coffee. You'll need to provide your own. If you supported the Big Give and or our Christmas raffle, thank you. We really need and enormously value the continued support of our community. Please take every opportunity to help. There is still much to do. All the money raised from these appeals is devoted to our medical research. Support is two-way. Our helplines have been busier than ever during the pandemic. We have had 25% more calls in 2020 and our volunteer helpline team report that these calls have been more for support than for the routine practical questions they usually get. See track 6. 
A very big thank you for all the volunteers who man the phone lines and emails. Your work is very important and much appreciated. The helpline offers confidential support and gives the opportunity to discuss feelings or concerns with a trained volunteer who either lives with or has a close family member with inherited sight loss. So if you or someone you know needs some help, call 0300 111 4000 or email helpline at retinauk.org.uk. Another thing to look forward to is ending WFH, working from home. Our staff have adapted remarkably well to getting on with their jobs from their kitchen tables, bedrooms or garden sheds. Clearly some jobs cannot be done virtually and so some staff have been furloughed. That's tough and so the trustees are especially grateful for the gracious way those asked to furlough have got on with it. We are also very grateful to Tina and all the office team for running their jobs via Zoom and yet continuing to deliver most of what Retina UK needs done. Our trustee meetings have been run on Zoom. They have been held more frequently as the charity has needed to respond to the swiftly changing circumstances during the pandemic. You may recall that in my last contribution to Look Forward, I asked for anyone interested in joining the trustee board to contact the office. We have had a very encouraging response and we look forward to completing the recruitment process after the AGM. Thank you for being part of the Retina UK community and for supporting us. Don't forget to ask if our helpline team can help and do mark Saturday 17th of April in your diary for the annual conference where the great programme will include the launch of our new Unlock Genetics website. John Grocott Track 16 A sense of renewal and optimism Green shoots emerging from bare soil in the depths of winter are always a welcome sign that spring is coming. This year they'll be more welcome than ever, offering some tangible hope of lighter, brighter and better days to come. And this sense of renewal and optimism is just one of the positives that gardening can provide, which explains why so many people have found it a worthwhile and enriching activity throughout the coronavirus pandemic. Gardening has proven benefits for our mental health. Growing plants to eat or admire is a meaningful activity that gives us something positive to look forward to. Nurturing plants through their growing stages offers us mental escape from daily worries while providing a sense of purpose, satisfaction and ultimately achievement. And these wellbeing benefits can apply whether you have a garden, balcony or a windowsill. Just because you don't have a lot of space doesn't mean you can't get these mental health advantages from growing plants in pots and containers. For people with sight loss, growing in containers can be more accessible as plants and weeds are easy to find and reach. Containers can be placed in sunshine or shade and are ideal for creating different soil conditions according to the needs of your plants. Pots can also be positioned at different heights to make the most of space and adjusted to your preferred working level. Whether you fancy growing a few herbs on a windowsill or a vibrant display of flowering plants, vegetables, fruit, shrubs or trees, you can make it happen using containers. For those with gardens, researchers have found that people who spend time in them are significantly more likely to report general good health, higher psychological well-being and greater levels of physical activity than those who did not. Quote, I have always been very hands-on, creative and have a knack for problem-solving. Over the years of renovating our first house, I have never allowed my failing vision to hinder or stop me from carrying out new DIY projects. I embrace modern technology by using talking tools like my talking tape measure and spirit level. Retina UK helpline volunteer Mark Baxter has completed a number of hard landscaping jobs in his garden. Connecting with nature in a garden can alleviate mental fatigue, improve our ability to think, concentrate and make decisions. Importantly, for the time we are living through, it can also help reduce stress, anxiety, depression and fatigue. 
Gardening has benefits for physical health too, as it's a form of exercise that can burn calories, help with weight management and strengthen major muscle groups. Common garden activities such as pruning, raking and sowing seeds can improve balance, coordination, dexterity and fine motor skills, while being in sunlight will reduce blood pressure and top up vitamin D levels. Having a garden that engages the senses can have practical value as well as providing enjoyment. Wind chimes can assist those with sight loss to find their way around a garden by providing a permanent audio marker, while at the same time being soothing. A water feature can do the same and provide a relaxing soundtrack. Yellow is a colour that is more readily visible to people with limited sight, so having bright flowers like calendula on the edge of a path can assist navigation. Similarly, undertaking gardening jobs can be made easier if tools used for them have bright coloured handles that will be a contrast against the soil and foliage to help you find them. The important thing to remember is that having sight loss need not be a barrier to enjoying gardening and all its physical and mental health benefits. Charity Thrive has worked with visually impaired gardeners for decades and has built up a wealth of knowledge and experience that can make gardening more accessible to people with disabilities and long-term health conditions. From sowing seeds, pruning and watering, to garden design and much more, Thrive's Carry On Gardening website has tips to help people with sight loss enjoy gardening. Find out more at www.carryongardening.org.uk. Thrive also offers publications and resources for gardeners with sight loss at www.thrive.org.uk forward slash shop forward slash publications forward slash site hyphen loss. Track 17. We are so grateful for all donations to our work. You can make a donation online at www.retinauk.org.uk or, if you prefer, call us on 07841 004564. Should you wish to opt out of some or all communications from us, you can do so at any time. Just email info at retinauk.org.uk. 